0: comes trouble Put your helmet on We'll be heading for a fall Yeah, the whole thing's gonna blow And the devil's got my number
1: It's long overdue He'll come looking soon Yeah, the whole thing's gonna blow Welcome back, everybody, to your creativity. We are here for another uh, Zoom call. We haven't done one of these for a while because we've been doing it in person, but kind of have to with this one. The guy's across the country. He's in the D.C. area. He is known online as Comedy Artwork, and his name is Brian. How are you today, Brian? Hey,
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm good. So I found you online, you know, I'm in the comedy world with my graphic design, and I Came across yet and how did it all start and with doing the comedy poster and specifically
0: um I mean the comedy stuff specifically um I was just always a fan of comedy in general and it picked up you know I was always kind of fan of talk radio stand-up comedy and then it just sort of picked up steam when podcasts kind of became a thing and I was just really getting into podcasts and kind of learning about comics that aren't particularly huge. Like up until then, you kind of knew who was big. Um, But I was kind of discovering comics that are, you know, I find just as funny as the, as the guys that are touring the country and doing theater tours and, um, and just discovered new comics that way. And, um, I've been doing freelance illustration for a while now and um, just because I liked it, decided to do a a flyer for someone and um, they retweeted it and I pretty much started getting work that way. And then I kind of turned it into like a brand, (laughs) like a literal (laughs) name brand. And that was, you know, purposeful. Because when I started it out, like online, I was gonna just like make it a brand, not even like my face or anything. The original logo was the um, uh, like a Mona Lisa with like the Steve Martin arrow through the head. Oh, okay. So, so I wasn't even on. I wasn't even on it. I was. It was. I was. I thought it'd be fine if they thought it was like like a group of people. So I was intentionally trying to do it, mix up my styles, um, and I just picked up steam
1: who was that that first poster do you uh joe list oh yeah Uh, he's coming to hear device guys pretty soon
0: yeah tuesdays tuesdays with stories his podcast with mark norman was kind of the impetus for it where i was like oh yeah i'll create something for joe and then um and okay so in dc we have the dc improv and we have some newer clubs like the DC draft house, but that's kind of closed. And then some Arlo- some um, uh, Northern Virginia clubs, but there's a cool spot in DC called the Big Hunt. And it's closed right now because of everything that happened. And this is a, a basement show. Um, and it's been known in the comedy world as kind of a fun place where there will be like legit drop-ins. I mean, I've seen Louis C.K. there. I've seen Patton Oswalt there um michael has been there like michelle wolf so i didn't discover this place until i started doing the comedy stuff actually this is why i actually started doing the comedy stuff so um i saw that mark was going to be in town and this was like four or five years ago mark norman Uh, i saw that he was going to be in town and um he was going to be at a place called the arlington draft house but he had on his calendar something called the big hunt And so this was in DC and I I worked right around there. So I was like, oh, I'll go check this out. And once I went in there, it was just like a really cool, you know, like 50 people max basement room with like, um, like hell decor. (laughs) It was kind of the thing, (laughs) Um, but it was just a really cool spot. And it, it felt like, oh, this is kind of like our version of the comedy cellar. even though it was nothing compares to the comedy cellar, but um, as far as like a cool spot. So I saw him there. Didn't like talk to him or anything because I didn't, I wasn't doing anything like comedy artwork at that point. So I just saw him. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I saw that Joe List was coming, like a month later. So I was like, "Oh, I'll do him a flyer because I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to spot because It's really cool." Yeah. Um, and so Joe was the first one I did, and then um, I just started basically doing posters for them, just kind of on my own. Dan Soder had come fairly soon after Joe, and and I just kind of was doing um posters for that venue um and joe retweeted it and once he retweeted it i got like two or three immediate hit ups for work and i had already established like the comedy artwork handle like on instagram but when i got it i was just gonna maybe post old stuff that i had done just through like freelance illustration i'd happen to get jobs drawing yeah. comics or whatever, just out of you know randomness. And there, I thought it might be like maybe I do illustrated memes of like, you know, quotes from comics, then have a the drawing of them. So that's kind of why I started just kind of as a fan account to start following people that I like and maybe post a few things. But then it quickly turned into like its own
1: thing, like a real sort of sure. business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even the a podcast artwork or those guys, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, they've kind of like, uh, I mean, they're just, they get, I mean, I just do whatever for them. They don't really ask I me. Mean, sometimes they've asked, yeah. but for the most part, I just do stuff for them and that's just mostly posters is where I started it. Um, And then, you know, I, what I would do is I have a friend who's in um, Baltimore and he's, he, he's done a lot of like, um, you know, band posters. And I was like, so how'd you get into it? You know, this was, years and years ago and he was like well you just start doing them we don't wait for people to ask you you just do them so that's what I would do is with these comic posters I would just do them because I learned that well one I like doing the posters I like drawing and designing all in one yeah but also if you just draw a picture of somebody they might like it you know or they might say oh that's cool they might retweet it but if you make it a cool piece of art with an actual show it becomes a form of promotion for them and they'll retweet it and then you'll start getting work for real um and you'll start getting work a lot of times from the comic that you're doing stuff for um and that all happened pretty quickly where i kind of went from just kind of fan to being hired so it was cool
1: did, did you bring posters those shows get sign interact with all I um, mean, really I definitely, fall?
0: yeah, well, it's more of a, re, a more of a, a, more recent thing that I've started to do. Um, I would say, I always say to myself, why didn't I do this like 10, 15 years ago? And there's a couple of reasons why I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have because, uh, you know, I'm old enough to where I went from traditional straight up oil pen on paper, ink on paper, pencil and paper to full on digital. So I'm full on digital now. So the, the timing so much, you know, you save so much time going digitally that doing stuff for fun is more of a uh, option when you don't have, you know, a ton of time. And then like the fact that Instagram became a thing. So I sure I could have been doing posters 10, 15 years ago and it could have been sold at shows, I guess, but it, it wouldn't have taken off as quickly as it did in the kind of current world of of um, social media. So no, I would basically just do poster art, but for the majority of it, it was Instagram art. So I would usually design them at like 11 by 14, which is kind of the most vertical that, that Instagram will go. And um, so that was how it, most of it is. But recently I've started like right, actually right before, um, um, you know, quarantine happened is when I started to actually go and like sell stuff in person at at comedians shows. And the first guy that I did that for was Dan Soder, because I've done a lot of stuff for him over the past four or five years. Um, and I started getting back to that just recently with Mark Norman, where I would go there and sell show, sell you know, posters and magnets and stickers. I haven't gotten into t-shirts yet. I just, I don't want to like I want to, but I don't want to even get into that. Like okay. I find keeping the inventory of posters <laughs> and little things is way easier than than buying and keeping
1: shirts. <laughs> so, and so yeah, sizing and yeah, all that all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um. So did you go to art art school for that? Um, in your to you know learn those initial skills you know and your other early work like the more illustrative Uh stuff that that you sent me so
0: I was always like the art kid right drawing x-men the comic book kid art kid so I was always that kid and that was like the only thing I liked the only thing I was good at so I was always known as that guy I can look in like my yearbooks say oh see you in the you know comic books or whatever or see you in the whatever so definitely was always that guy but that doesn't mean i knew what i wanted to do at all um so i went to um well in in this area there's um uh, i got into two schools and i was just like you know i I didn't know where to go there's a a school in richmond uh, vcu and that's a well-known like art school. And so I got accepted to that. And there was a closer one to me. Uh, Mason was just, George Mason is just, it was known as a commuter school at the time. Um, So I went there just with like an art major, art major. So I just took probably three years of just traditional painting and, you know, color theory and, and just traditional drawing and painting. And then towards the end, I started learning, I maybe learned illustrator first adobe illustrator first and photoshop and at the time i was cork express or i think it was even PageMaker that i was learning um so i graduated with like an art degree but knew that i kind of needed to turn it into like design basically right so i did graduate but i realized i didn't have like a portfolio so i just immediately like graduated then bought a mac and just started working on my own designs you know corporate stuff fun stuff you know just lots of different things to kind of work on my portfolio and at the same time i um discovered like freelance illustration like how do you you know i loved like rolling stone magazine because of the magazine design and because of the artwork that they hired and i was like how do you get in there you know, and I found one of those books, it was like, I think it's called The Artists and Graphic Designers Market or something. And it's like, well, you just send people postcards. That's all. <laughs> that's all you do. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Now it's probably just send people emails, but even that, I don't yeah. know. <clears throat> so um, that was pretty much it. You just like get a mailing list and you send samples of your work to people that might actually use it. So um when I learned that, I just sort of took some of my college work, which was just fine art as far as I knew. It didn't look particularly illustrative, It was very painterly, but I branded it as um, as illustration, you know. And this was probably early 2000s. And um, so I actually got my first few freelance assignments, you know, through my oil paintings, which was stressful <laughs> to do freely, yeah. to do oil paintings on deadline for weekly magazines, weekly newspapers. Um, you didn't have a lot of
1: time and I was painting in actual oils. Um, yeah. I never had the patient for oils. I just, I couldn't do it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I would paint them you know, maybe slightly bigger than the print. So that'd be like eight by right. 10 at the most, you know, if of course it was a cover. I'd be a little bit bigger, but a lot of times it was like four by five. So, um, and I would put them under a heat lamp. And then for a while there, like I said, this was the early two thousands when I started doing this and I did have to send actual artwork to places maybe twice before that wasn't a thing anymore. Like I was literally like, on the brink of like I never had a fax machine but I had an e-fax number which was just yeah. a way to f- <laughs> it, it was just it's nice to be on like each side of like you know pre not even phone at this point it's just like pre like predominance of email and FTP artwork and stuff so I was yeah. able to like experience the real old school way of actually like packing up my artwork having it mailed to usually New York City and them scanning it on a drum scan. And then of course they eventually just end up losing your artwork, of course, <laughs> or, of course, in somebody's office. Um, and then that developed over the years um, with different styles and brands. And, you know, ultimately, u- ultimately to this comedy artwork thing, um, it kind of just took all those years of kind of just doing the different things to be able to just kind of start this. Pretty quickly and kind of get it going pretty quickly, just because it's it was not that unusual for what I was doing
1: before. Grew up by like magazine and all all the illustrators in there. What, what what illustrators inspired you, you know, growing up and uh, did that was your your talent? I, I definitely have like a
0: like a timeline of like artists. It was like you know. The peanuts, you know, peanuts cartoon. Yeah. To like Garfield, to like Mad Magazine, then straight to comic books. Um. Like Mike Mike Mcnol Mcnolia Nola. I don't want to say his last name. Magnolia, you know, Hellboy of Hellboy fame.
1: Hellboy, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I remember seeing his stuff as like, you know, in the '90s, and it was weird. It was like this is kind of weird. You know, I was into like. Uh, Rob Liefeld, who did, like, the X-Force Deadpool stuff um, early on, and, like, the Jim Lee, who was, you know, very, like, just traditional. Um, but now, if I would say, who, who do I like? Um, I would say they all influence me, like, um, Rob Liefeld and, and Magnolia and, like, Arthur Adams was another one. Um, so a lot of times in my editorial work, that I would do for magazines or newspapers. I would overdo like the tick marks that you'd see like in comic books, <laughs> um, direct influence from all my comic book stuff. So I'd say comic book artwork is probably my biggest influence um to what I do now. But definitely had a you know a nice transition from so it's always been commercial art. Like, I've always been like, yeah, like, I want people to see it in a commercial context. For some reason, I like that better
1: than, like, in a gallery. I don't know. Yeah, just, it seems like it's hitting more people, and it's kind of becoming more of the the community and stuff. Yeah, totally get that. When you're eating what stations are most creative for you, do you listen to music and the podcast? More so these days, are you working directly with the client back and forth or do you just get it to them and uh,
0: it varies. Um, sometimes it's, they have a very specific idea. So we'll talk comedy stuff. I mean, it actually varies all, It actually varies with every, everything that I do, but with the comedy stuff, it's like, they may have a very specific idea. They may have a theme like, um, for example, uh, a comedian wanted like a Ralph Stedman Hunter S. Thompson piece. Like, okay, that's all I, I have to say. I'll figure it out, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was a, it was a you know homage to like him in the car. So it was it wasn't just like a style. It was an actual um, rip off homage, whatever you want to call it, of uh, of uh, an actual Ralph Steadman piece. And sometimes they're just like, yeah, do your thing. Just do your thing. I trust you. And then. It just depends. Like the comedy stuff's very informal. It's like, okay, sometimes I'll just like send sketches if I'm feeling unsure of it. Or sometimes I just do the final and say I was really feeling this, look at it. For the most part, it hasn't bit me in the butt too much to like go ahead and jump in on stuff really quickly. Um, I mean, every once in a while, there's ones that are a little more complicated. Um. But it's pretty, it's pretty um, casual because um, they see what I've done, and they typically have confidence in me to kind of do whatever or do whatever, but make sure it's a little bit like this or just do this. This will work.
1: So it varies. And probably more hard to read than than you know. other Send me a little okay. bit uh the, the Oswald that you have signed, the callboy one and the Nest or two. Um, were those civic instruments or were that? Or-
0: oh, no. So he's great. So what he does is, and I got to actually ping him because he has a new tour coming up. He just gives an artist a, a show. Just do something. Nothing. Awesome. Nothing at all. And so he had um yeah, so the patent one's fun. So um when I first started doing this the comedy stuff, I was like, well, oh Patton will hire me, no doubt. I mean, he's like the only guy that I can think of that like does comedy art, like really cool stuff, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so I was like, Oh, he's a shoe and he's gonna, you know, I have to like get in touch with him. And I, you know, I tried on Twitter, um, but nothing was happening. And so um in DC, I know the booker of that sh- the venue I mentioned, you know, the big hunt. And he's like, Oh, there's a you know, patents doing a secret show. So if you want to come to that, let me know. So I was like, Yeah, of course, I'll come to it. And um, so this is in this, you know, cool bar place with just like, you know, 40 50 people. And he filmed it, I think he was filming it potentially for his last Netflix, but he didn't use it. So um he it was like his uh anniversary of doing stand-up and he started in the in the area in the DC area. Um and so that was a really cool show. And um, you know, I just I have my stupid business card that I rarely hand out except for to people that I don't think I'll get a hold of ever again.
1: Yeah. So
0: I have it just for that case of like, well, here's something I need to give somebody in case I can't get a hold of them. So I give it to him, I go, yeah, you know, if, keep me in mind for poster commissions or whatever. And um, he followed me back on Twitter and then, you know, he eventually gave me an assignment. So, um, you know, assignment meaning I want you to do a poster for this date. And so I thought of Hellboy first. I was like, Oh, Hellboy, I'm surprised it hadn't been done before. Cause if you go look at Pat Mosel posters, every yeah. version of comic book version of him is out there. So I was like, I can't do anything obvious like Marvel at DC, but, I was surprised that nothing had been done with Hellboy and hopefully it hasn't. At least I didn't hear anything since so I've done it. So I had that idea originally. I was like, Oh, it's going to be really complicated. And, um, I didn't have a ton of time to do it at least for me to do it comfortably. So I was like, Oh, I'll do the Nosferatu one first. And actually not first, just I'll do the Nosferatu one. And if it gives me something else, I'll do, yeah. do the Hellboy. Right. And so that's just strictly, um, you design it, send it to him. Hopefully, he loves it. I mean, I I, I couldn't imagine the people he hires that he's ever been like. I don't like it because <laughs> he hires <laughs> great people, um, and um, he lets you sell it. Let's you keep all the money. So it's 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 a great process. Um, you know, he obviously promotes it, um, and then I was kind of on the list of people to do posters. So he, he kind of will ask, uh, what do you want to do? So then I was like, oh, I want to do one in Phoenix because I knew I wanted to do Hellboy, and I just thought the heat Phoenix would be kind of uh, most uh, appropriate, even though it could have been any place, and I could have done Hellboy. And um, so that was at that. that one. I I had a little bit longer time to where I could really work on it because it was, even though it was just kind of like, you know, a pickup off an existing... Um, Artwork cover of Hellboy number one. It it was you know fairly detailed and I kind of wanted to get it just right and I don't know that I got it just right but I got it good enough.
1: It's Really good. It's one of my favorite pieces of yours. Um, there they're all your could you have some more of pieces that of yours? What's that? And um, that one's one of my favorites too. That are like favorites to you oh they're all yours but oh favorites
0: yeah um i like a lot of the dan soder stuff i do um behind me is uh, the soda popinski one and that was um his idea um because just the name yeah Uh, playoff soder and then um you know like his his joke his self-deprecating humor is his big head so there's all kinds of plays with that um like he had me do the alien head from like the aliens movie and um i did on my own just kind of like the easter island so i don't know his has always he's always been kind of fun
1: um yeah i think i mean i mean the patent cowboy one
0: you know i love because of I'm such a fan of Hellboy as well. So that's definitely one of my favorites as well.
1: Gotcha. Uh, you got uh, a murder and your postcard club. Tell uh, tells about what items you found there.
0: Well, I've got the um, store. So basically when I started doing the comedy stuff, I was just doing posters, just design illustration for people to promote. But then I would always get people, oh, I want to copy of that, I want to copy of that, I want to copy of that. But you know, um, yeah, I'm doing these four clients, so it's kind of a weird area where I'm gonna like sell stuff. So obviously, I want to get them in on it and let yeah. them be okay with it and give them their cut. So I started doing the store again with Dan Soder because I had a ton of cool stuff that people were asking for his merch and so he was kind of like my guinea pig or was like so can we do this or can i do this and all, you, all you're doing is getting a cut you're letting me sell this stuff and i'm giving you a cut i fulfill it all you know and um and so that's i've been focused on that during quarantine because there's been less actual posters being commissioned um, right, so yeah. i've been pushing that a lot which is always you know you know people like it obviously but sometimes you just don't want to push it and that's how i feel about like the patreon stuff so i was like well if i do a patreon i can just like give out monthly cards of my artwork basically or just random things and so um once i had the store kind of established i started pushing the patreon to just give people surprise stuff Although sometimes i now and now it's ahead of time just to kind of get people to sign up um and um yeah I, I didn't know what to expect with that but it's it's fine i mean uh people that do it like it and that's great yeah. um but you always feel i always hate feeling like a salesman yeah even though yeah, me too. i i am like a marketer but i still feel like i don't know it's weird but it's like if no, comics I... can do it i can try to do it at least <laughs>
1: I have huge imposter syndrome. It's like mm-hmm. and those so people fib a little bit I, I just with clients and customers, I just can't bring myself to, you know, to lie or, you know, stretch the truth.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I think what's funny is like, like, yeah, online, it's like easy. I can send emails and market that way. But, um, you know, the first time that I did like selling the posters in person, it's, be intimidating because it's like you know you are just you know you, if you ever go to like you know like art shows where people are just kind of sitting there and no one's either those looking at their stuff they think it's weird or whatever they don't quite get it what is this it's very like i don't know if humbling is the word but you feel like a little exposed <laughs> yeah like it, people that follow me on instagram obviously they like my stuff so they're not they're like mm-hmm. oh this is great but you feel like exposed to like people that are, maybe are just casual comedy fans or like just like what is that I don't get that what is that why is that like that I don't know you feel like I don't know I'm, I'm very like aware of that um and it's fun in the end like to be in person and do it and to kind of be able to be part of the event I, I yeah. enjoy it but it's a little uncomfortable for me for the type of person I am for sure
1: humbling and whatnot yeah um I'm just looking over my questions. Mm -hmm. Um, Podcast artwork. I I briefly have talked about that, but um, um, what what direction do I want to go with that question? Um, Is it mostly comedian podcasts or have there been other um, sectors of podcasters that have approached you? Um, I think most
0: of us. i mean i think i've done kind of sports-ish stuff or i don't think the guy was maybe he was a comedian i'm not sure um yeah that's the thing like the the way i started this comedy artwork thing like with this ridiculous brand name (laughs) i've (laughs) done it for other things too other things that i like just to see if it would pick up like I have tried to do like, um, you know, music and rock posters, that kind of stuff. Cause that's kind of where all this comes from is, is that's what influences me for sure. Is that kind of stuff, even though what I do is very like portrait driven, that's not really what, um, most rock posters are, but, right. um, so, and I've done that with like MMA, like UFC stuff where I was like, Oh, I can maybe just like target that. And I either just got bored with it or couldn't quite see the future there or didn't quite pick up as quickly as the comedy stuff did. Yeah. Um. So that's where I'm kind of at. Like I'm, I mean, sure. I can do posters for anybody, but you know, I'm kind of pigeonholed even if people don't even think I am because uh, of my silly name. It's like, what, made me and what also kind of limits me a little bit at least from this you know of course i can do it through another name or whatever it doesn't matter and i've done non-comedy stuff for people that found me through there of course as well but i always feel weird like not posting like comedy related stuff um so yeah it's been mostly comedy stuff because a lot of it's word of mouth and people share it and then it's just like coming from the same group of people so it's been mostly comedy stuff which is totally fine and that's totally why i started it was to kind of be involved in the scene a little bit
1: and, um, and that's what happened and so. some of them some of them have invited you onto their podcast what, what what's that experience oh like i mean yeah
0: yeah it was I mean, the first one I did, and the biggest one that I've done, as far as like me and who I like, is like Robert Kelly's podcast. Um, it's definitely like not my comfort zone, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's it's fun to do them. Um, I, I kind of like. Uh, I kind of, I kind of like. Um, the hang in the green room more than like doing actual podcasts, but, um, doing, doing podcasts and talking about this stuff is fairly easy for me, as opposed to if I had to go on any other kind of podcast and talk about this random stuff, I would be like, oh, what am I doing here? So this stuff's fine. Um, if we're talking about this kind of stuff, it's not hard for me to, <laughs> to keep on talking and <laughs> talking.
1: <laughs> Recently, uh, I interviewed uh, Joe Russell. That's on Robert Kelly's podcast a lot. He does a mm-hmm. cheese show uh, with his um, with his wife. So, um, you know, it was it was interesting to learn that he he is on ju- uh, Robert Kelly so often and does a little joke section. So, yeah, you know, I've been checking out Robert's stuff a little more often than I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your some of your favorite podcasts? comedians or otherwise that you listen to
0: oh i mean tuesdays with tuesdays with stories is one of the ones um yeah. matt and shane secret podcast uh legion of skanks that whole kind of uh corner of, of the world um, <laughs> so a lot of new york what i would call is like the Opie and anthony inspired kind of Uh, you know, sense of humor, Um, you know, Rogan, depending on the guest, usually um, I'm sure there's more than I'm forgetting. There's the new one. Are you garbage? It's a good one. Um, And who else am I forgetting? Tim Dillon. I've gotten out of a little bit, but he's, he's always hilarious. Come town, of course. Yes. How can I forget them? They're the, they're the kings of do-it-yourself Patreon uh, podcasts. So, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so that, yeah, recently, that, that area,
1: for sure. I recently made a poster for Laughs in Seattle for one of the guys that's in uh, Come Town. And, you know, th- they wanted me to put Come Town on the poster, but for Wise guys, <laughs> when the person came to Wise Guys. <laughs> Keith didn't want it on the poster. <laughs> yeah, sure. So uh, th- that was just kind of funny, you know, the two different clubs wanted <laughs> two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, speaking of Keith Stubbs, you did a, did a piece for him. Yeah. Um, how how how? So you do do commissions. So if somebody wants you to like like a comedian like him or you know a podcast like me we can just reach out to you and you're sure Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I've um like I said I've been kind of focusing on like selling of like the merch kind of stuff and kind of enjoying that a little bit but yeah I do all kinds of stuff for all kinds of people and I don't have to like your podcast to do it (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Although I do what I, fun thing is to do is when I do work for people that I may not be familiar with per se, or even if I am familiar with them, I'll put on, I'll put on their stand up at the podcast. So it's always kind of fun to kind of listen to them as you can work on something for them as well.
1: Yeah. When I do posters for wise guys, I I bring up their, their videos as I'm making the poster. It it kind of helps get in the vibe and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I think I've covered all the questions I've had. Is there anything you want to share that we we haven't covered before we go into the bonus hmm. question?
0: No, I think I'm okay.
1: All right. Well, the first bonus question is the show's called Your Creativity. So this question is, what does creativity mean to you?
0: Hmm. I'm very functional. I'm very like A to B. Like, like I need a poster for a show all right, let's do it. Like, I don't overthink stuff too much, Um, but I would say, like, being inspired has a lot to do with it without getting too, like, pie in the sky. Like, I'm very, like, functional. Like, I don't really think about, like, things theoretically too much. It's, like, uh, you need, like, something to promote, and I'll do it, you know, and sure within that and actually creating it comes some creativity, um, and being inspired. So I'll, I'll definitely be inspired like ahead of time. Like I'll have an idea that may work for a couple different people and I will try to like work it in sometimes. And then of course, sometimes it's purely spontaneous based on who you're working for. Like, um, I had the idea of, I wanted to do like, uh, Uh, a coloring page book. So I had that idea in the back of my head. Um, Like, you know, like, you know, like the off-white brownish color paper with like scribbles on it. So I had a comedian, Sean Donnelly, and he had his, um, I think it's a bulldog and a lot of his social media. And so, Mm -hmm. excuse me, he would be, was perfect for that coloring book idea where he's kind of holding the bulldog and have like butterflies and stuff in it so that was one of my favorite pieces that it was an idea I had before that I wanted to kind of incorporate with someone that would match um so I don't know if that even answered your question at all but Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm very like I'm very practical I'd say
1: with, I tend to get in my own head, and it, it gets in my way sometimes. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> well, I think, I think what gets in my head is,
0: is if I do something for someone, if I go, oh, they'll think it's fine, but it won't. They won't think it's as good as something I did for so and so, or it won't be as yeah. good as. So I can get in my own
1: head that way. Sure, I mean, I'm talking about insecurities. I can talk all day about that but um well yeah and you're you're dealing with uh big names and sometimes you know directly so yeah i, I can totally see that for sure uh this next question is a lot funner who is your favorite muppet and why i mean
0: i was gonna say animal but that's kind of obvious that's like the obvious choice right <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I gotta say, Kermit
1: is the answer we get the most. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Then, animal. Animal it is. Awesome. And then the last one in the movie of your life, who would you like to play you? (sighs) I got the bald head now.
0: So, I mean, I guess it could be Jason Statham for his first drama. There you go. His first non action drama. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he can he can he I can like lose that. some he can lose some uh, some muscle <laughs> get in touch with his pick, artsy yeah. side yeah
1: <laughs> so um, where, where can everybody find you your Carmody artwork uh, across the board right
0: yeah I mean I'm on um, Instagram is where I'm doing the most My most of my you know posting uh, YouTube, I just started and I just kind of post I post like clips of shows that may mention me or I started like trying to do like video podcasts on my own, just kind of going through stuff I do, but it's a little, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not quite there yet with feeling comfortable doing those too often, but I did do one. Uh, so YouTube, um, the store, if you're a fan of like, mostly like kind on of the New York guys, new york comedy seller guys i have a good bit of merch for you know guys like dan soder and and, and mark normand and um i got some opening anthony stuff on there that i'm doing for fun uh and yeah my patreon if you want to get random stuff each month five bucks a month start uh, i try to make it worth that easily and um Yeah, that's it, comedy artwork pretty much over at comedyartwork.com if you need links to everything, and that's just got kind of like
1: my portfolio as well. And uh, I'm Salt Lake-based, and when I was looking through your artwork, and I noticed that you did a City Weekly cover for us, Mm -hmm. um, do you remember how long ago that was?
0: I've done a couple. Um, I can look right now, actually. I've done, I've done two. One was that, I mean, one was like a fashion one. Uh, let's see. Okay, so 2016 was the one with the two female silhouettes. Okay, and then the other one I did, which is the one I like a little bit more. Oh, there's no date on that one. Well, there's another one that I did. It uh, was about like, uh, like starving children. So it's kind of like a clever way of showing uh that kids are hungry <laughs> basically it's basically like a, a little girl at the dinner table with a knife and fork and then the dinner dinner plate
1: circle is just a hole in the table. Okay, so yeah, yeah, local folks that you've we've seen as our in town around <laughs> so he, he's made it here too. um <laughs> Have you traveled to any clubs around like country, um, over the years or is it just mainly sticking?
0: Um... No, I, I mean, 2019 before everything went crazy. I take five trips in New York city. Um, not, I mean, I, I guess it's technically work cause it's to go to shows and to kind of be around and stuff, but, um, yeah, it's really just to kind of have fun. Um, and so I hope to continue that this year. I don't have any plans to go to New York immediately, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll go to Philly. People, places that are not too far from DC. Um, I haven't been. We have we have a new club here in Richmond, Virginia that's opened up. That's booking a lot of the people that I like, so I definitely will hit that sooner than later. I haven't, you know, I haven't made the trip to LA or anything. Um, to get really out there with my comedy viewing, but, uh, DC, Philly, uh, New York. Um, that's where I typically will hit.
1: Well, if you ever make it out at Salt Lake, hit me up and, you know, I'll show you the, the club out here. We'll right, do. righty Well, thank you, Brian. I'll let you back to your day or your evening now, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Thanks. The podcast is done, man.